you know, I have to put all of that stuff. Like, I'm very private. Then the older I've gotten, I've gotten more private. Even more, yeah. Because when we're young, like, it's just like, yo, you know, like when Instagram started, yo, we got to take a picture of our food. We got to mm-hmm. take a picture of everything that's happening because we need to let people know that we're out here. Mm-hmm. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, yo, your silence says a lot more than all of the stuff all that you're saying life. because everyone, everyone, I know people that have a million followers. I know people, no. oh, God, I know I'm. Um, I know people that have a million followers. I know people that have like hundreds of thousands of followers that live like we do. And you'd be like, yo, but no, like they're famous and they're have No, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to pay their bills. They live in a studio apartment. They're like, you think they're look, they look lavish. They look lavish. And that's a full-time job to do to, that. To I don't want to do that. Do that. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it was just like, nah, I'm, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to let you guys know the realness. If I'm struggling, I'm going to let you guys know. And I love that. You know, all, like, I feel like we don't we don't see that enough. Nah, and that's, that's what it is. Like, it, Instagram, Facebook, everything, everything on social media has become has become an outlet. Yo, well, you Okay, you would appreciate this because you watch The Office, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when Dwight had that second life? What is it called? The, yeah. When he went <laughs> the on and, he, and then he made another one. Like, <laughs> second, like a second yeah, life like he in, did, in yo, the like, game. <laughs> that's how it is. Like, I feel like all of this social media is like that. Like, we are projecting who we want to be looked at yeah. as and we're not yo just give me face value because i'd rather connect with somebody and be like yo this person came from this this you see this building this studio a year ago i was in a spot that was smaller than this i had all of this equipment in a room smaller than the room that we're in a 10 by 4 uh 12 by 14 room yeah you know what i mean like is i was maybe 10 by 10 and i had a drum set up here, I had all of my guitars. I had like 13 guitars. I had all of the equipment, all of the mics. I had everything in there and I had to make it work. But that was my struggle. I mm-hmm. still loved it. But I wasn't going to be out here posting pictures of other people's studios and be like, yo, it's mine. Now I'm be like, yo, this is mine. I'm proud of it. I'm yeah, proud of my yeah. 10 by 10. Because when I get a bigger spot, y'all, I'm going to be proud of that too. And when I get a bigger spot, I'm going to be proud of that. Because you're going to look at the trajectory and you're going to be like, yo. The evolution of it all. Like, yo, they did it. And I think that's, that's like the disservice that we have going on now with the social media stuff. Because it's like, we just see the end result. Or what we think is the end result. Or what we want to project as the yeah, end result. Yeah, as the end result. We want to tell people, yo, we made it. I'm in front of a car. I'm, it, we're flexing, you know, flexing mm-hmm. for the gram. Yo, we're renting these cars. We're, you know, buying these bottles. Why don't we go to the clubs, right? Like, I haven't gone to the club and participated in club activity, quote unquote, in a very long time, right? Yeah. Why? Because to me, it makes no sense to be spending 400% of what a bottle is to not dance anymore because we were in the era of dancing. (laughs) I feel mad old. Nobody nobody dances anymore. Everybody's just looking at each other, yo, with the hookah and they're just, yo, they're they're living their movie and and they think that that's, and I'm not knocking anybody for, you know what I mean? like For living that way. You know, that's how they they express themselves. That's how they, they release stress. That's cool. But to me, it's just like, who are you doing this for? Why are you spending this money? There's people that get side hustles or part-time jobs to just be able to, to su- sustain that, life, that. that lifestyle. Um, no, but I totally get what you're saying. Um, let's segue to that. And let me just say, what's up? Yes, what's up? Welcome. 
Thank you so much. To another episode of Coco Chillin'. And I've made an executive decision that this is going to be like the first, se- the first episode to the third season. Right. No pressure. It is an honor. No pressure. None at all. Congratulations. Thank you. This, this studio is dope. Thank you so much. Extremely dope. Like, I understand why, you know, you took your time. You can tell you took your time. That's Thank what you. I want to say. And I've been wanting to have you on for how long now? It's been... A long time? Almost two years now. Yeah. Because you started your first season almost yeah. two years ago. And I remember you were you were showing me the equipment list and I was like, yo, try this. And you were like, yo, I'm going to get that. And I remember we were going back and I was like, yo, that, that'll be excellent. Don't worry. And you were like, yo, but I don't even know how to set it up. And I was so proud because you, you just set it up. Like you're a doer, exactly what we were talking about before. Yeah. You're a doer. You just... Yeah. You get it done. So I was like, let me. Done. I was like, let me just connect this. Let's press on. <laughs> Something's gonna happen. Nah, and it's dope. Cause look, now it's season three, and that's the momentum. I know, right? That's like it bugs me out sometimes to even say it, but I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. Why? Like from the very beginning. But like things, things happen in due time. Right. I do believe that. So this is the right time. But I wanted to have you on because like I feel like your journey is inspiring. And I really, really want you to share that on here. Thank like, you. I want you to talk up a storm. Because um, not too long ago, I, I went on the Coco page and I was talking about, um, you know, feeling stuck. That feeling of, of stagnant. Um, you feel like, you know, you're not happy where you're at, yeah. but you have a lot of responsibility and duty. And, and, mm-hmm. and you, you, you cling to security because you have people depending on you, whether yep. it be family, whether it be ch- your own children. You yep. know what I mean? Because some of us are parents. And um, you feel it in your spirit and you know that there's something that is like a God-given talent that you're, that you're pulled like, you know you're supposed to do that. Like, you feel it, right? Yeah. But we have our nine to fives, <clears throat> some of us. And um, like I said, we want that security or we need that security or we need to provide that for somebody else. Yeah. So we ain't moving. We, 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 we stay stuck. But, like, we're killing ourselves. Like, you know, internally, mentally, spiritually, we are killing ourselves because Absolutely. we know th- there's something else. There's, there's, a, there's something pulling us, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to speak to you because I'm like, sometimes, or most of the times, but people don't realize that, it it requires that leap of faith in yourself. Okay? So many leaps of faith have happened within you this know? past year. It's kind of scary. So, so I, talk about that. I need you to like, I need you to speak on that. I need you to right. really digress and just say you know your piece your story your story your journey because i know you know we're sitting here in your studio right now and it it didn't begin here and i feel like a lot of people don't realize that you know like they see the end result we were just talking about that earlier about you know we see these people stunting and they look successful you know to you know to the public and stuff but they didn't show what it took to get there you Mm -hmm. know so speak on that. Introduce yourself. Oof. All right. So this is uh, your this is your moment. This is my moment. No pressure. <laughs> this is Ronnie's moment. Well, first <laughs> off, um, I just wanted to congratulate you uh for getting it done. Cause I know a lot of people they they have an idea, they have a desire, um, and it and it remains uh, an idea. Yeah. Um and that's 
super hard to do when you don't know, when you don't have resources and you're just trying to pull from the air and just trying to make it happen. So for you to be a go-getter and make things happen without any help is just, yo, I'm going to figure it out. We're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. <laughs> thank you. Know you I mean? Thank like, you. I know I did. I did it's it's like monumental. Um, and it's, it's a progress, right? You start one way, you start with with the with a little bit, and then eventually it becomes, you know, what, what we were talking about before. You will be, notice I'm saying, you will be the Angie Martinez of, you nice. know, of, of, of podcasting. Yes, of, speak that of, into existence. Yeah. And, and it needs to happen, you know, because you, you have the desire, the intention is there. I think when your intention and your desire align, um, and then you just add in the hard work, everything will happen. Um, and I think that's the reason why I'm here in the studio. And the space that we're in now, like I'm already thinking about in five years from now, like I'm thinking exactly. like Rob Deerdeck. You remember Rob Deerdeck Fantasy Factory when yeah, they had yeah. that huge, you know, the warehouse with the with the basketball court and, you know, like Ramps, so you I'm thinking about skateboard. that. Like, yeah. I'm not thinking about me. I don't want... Every time that I thought about this this space or every time that I envisioned it, I thought... It needs to be a community of people, a pool of people that find this home. Like, mm-hmm. this needs to be a hub. And at first, funny enough, the studio was going to be called Feliz Sounds. But it's something in my gut. Like, there's like, why am I calling it that? Because I just don't have another name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of my last name. Okay, Feliz. That's, that's dope. Happy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not dope enough. I don't... Okay, what am I promoting? Okay, when people ask, why did you choose that? Oh, yeah, it's my last name. Okay, so your legacy is not knocking anybody for, you know. Using their but, own name, but. Like, I, I wanted something to be an entity bigger than me. Or I don't want you to even think of me when you think of of the studio, you think of the project. You think, yo, it's a team of people or an idea, a concept or anything like that. That You know what I mean? Like, like you think rooted, exactly what we were talking about before, like the smells, mm-hmm. everything. It's all the details. Like, you think that. You think, whoa. Like all of my senses are being, like are being heightened right now because I'm 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 being engaged that way. And uh, when you told me rooted, like I just got um, down to earth vibes. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm talking about like you're rooted, like it's yeah. the roots. You you're from the ground. Like yeah. the foundation of this is something like, you know what right. I mean? Like when you have a solid foundation, that's what I got. That's the most important part. And I was yeah. like, that's dope. Yeah. Like this makes sense. No, and I think the thing because I was praying on it for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 will definitely get into. We this are gonna please we'll definitely get into. This person, <laughs> I, I've spoken to you yeah, about that. Like, no, I, so, we need to touch on that. Yeah, like like I was I was really praying on it. Like I'm I'm very big on that. Like I wanna I wanna make sure that my moves align with what God wants. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think that's the reason why we get all this friction and the frustration in life because we want this and we're so tunnel vision. But sometimes we don't stop to be like, yo, God, what is it that you want? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, just to be like, yo, like, what is surrounding me right now? And sometimes the answer is literally two steps away, but you're looking forward. You just have to look to your left. You know what I mean? And it might be a person that might give you the stupidest word. It might be something so simple. You know what I mean? But but that will change the, the trajectory whole, of everything. You know what I mean? And like, even your perspective. It's yeah. like it just... Everything, everything. And I think that's why, like, that's why I was praying on it because I was like, yo, my name is cool, but I I want, even when I was thinking about it, I want I want it to be something I believe in. So rooted, it's exactly how you said, it's a foundation. But there was something um that I was reading on 
that it's uh it's I believe if I'm if I'm wrong, um I apologize, but I think it's redwood trees that are in California, mainly in California. And those trees don't have deep roots, right? Okay. So their roots probably extend six to ten feet, but they grow really, really, really tall. I'm talking about like like you'd look up and you'd be like, yo, what is this? Like this is this is immense. Like mm -hmm. you're in a forest full of all of these trees and you're like, yo, this is amazing. The crazy thing about these trees is that the way that that they survive from not, you know, being torn down or falling is that they lock into each other. Each other, okay. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I thought rooted because, yo, if, if this is a studio, if this is a media house, because I don't even want it to be recording. I don't want it to just be music. Mm -hmm. And I say it all the time, yo, we don't just do music. We don't just do podcasts. We don't just do anything. Like, I want it to be more than that. And, okay, if this is a facility, it's not just my facility. I want people to feel like this is their home. And, and I want people to play a part in this. And you're here. And that is a part of the rooted, like the 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 vision of it, mm -hmm. where it's just like yo, like the fact that you came all the way from Queens to 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 be here oh, yeah. and to do this, you know what I mean? Like we could have done this visually on on Zoom or something like that, but you know what I mean? Like like the fact that you're opening your platform and you know what I mean? Like you're Got you're it. doing that here. That that's that's what the rooted thing is about. Where now, if you ever need anything. You know, I could help you if I ever need anything. You know, vice like, versa. Yeah, it's, it always it always works like that. So that's why I look at it: strength in numbers, and I I don't look at money. A lot of people open the businesses and they think it's lucrative. Yeah, you can make this, and you have the the accolades, and you have all of that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. You can get the plaques, you can get all of that stuff. But when you look at the stories of all of the people that started, what is like the most inspiring thing? The people that you connect with are the people that's like, yo, I've been through the struggle. I was this. Yo, we were recording in a trap house. We were doing this. Mm -hmm. Yo, we had to collect money to make this happen. Like, yo, people laugh at that. You know, like we're like when they're expressing their story, but people are so interested in it and they're like googly eyed because they wanna they wanna know, they wanna connect. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like, it's not a, an overnight thing. It's not, yo, somebody just handed you a bag and and it worked. It's Many, many, many days of frustration, of mistakes, of asking yourself, is this really what I want to do? Pushing yourself sometimes when you don't want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like forcing yourself, checking in. There's sometimes I don't want to be here. You know, it's human. Like I'd rather be taking a nap or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like outdoor <laughs> somewhere. And it's normal, it's human. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's like, it was the the same, the 10,000 hours. Um, how you become a master, you need 10,000 hours at your craft. Mm -hmm. But how do you develop your 10,000 hours? You have to show up. You have to put in that work. And what, what does Bruce <laughs> Lee say? He's like, what was the, the famous quote? I might be quoting a lot of people. And if I'm wrong, then I apologize. But... <laughs> I'll be like, Bruce he's like, yeah. Lee, he's like yo, that ain't him. It was Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. I was just like, going to say Jackie Chan. <laughs> like, like he says, yo, I'm not scared of a person that knows 10,000. It might be 10,000. But he's like, I'm not scared of a person that knows 10,000 different punches or kicks, I think it is. Mm. He's like, I'm afraid of the person who practiced that one kick or that one punch 10,000 times. Because when that person, yo, cuando te da, y toa, like, yo, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I might, have, I might not be flashy with all, but you know what I mean? Like, you're practicing and practicing. And that's why I commend you 
That's why I applaud you because you're not waiting for the perfect moment. And and I relate to that because I wasn't waiting for the perfect moment. Yeah. I waited a long time for the perfect moment and I became stagnant and I got frustrated. And then I stopped because I was just like, yo, like it's not happening the way that I thought it would happen. Yeah. And then I realized I had to look internally and said, it's because I'm not doing it. I'm not taking the risk. Exactly. I'm not going for it. So that's why I applaud you because yeah, I definitely I feel you. But I completely relate with what you're saying. Like it's the just throwing yourself and doing it um aspect of it. And I myself, I think I had discussions with you before you I even like purchased the mics and stuff like that on my own. And I was like, but I don't know, I don't know how to mess with sound or I don't know um how to work with mics. Like I, that's that's not my thing. And it's like yeah. I, and then I would watch multiple YouTube videos trying to like learn and learn quickly. Yep. And um, I kept saying I'm not I'm not I'm not a master. I, I don't know how to do this. And I got in my own way because, mm-hmm. like you said, like you start thinking that way. Yeah, you know, you want to have some type of understanding, but if you don't start and you start making the mistakes and and you start learning from those mistakes, then you're never gonna start. Mm-hmm. Which is completely agree with what you're saying because that's what it took for me and I was holding myself back you know what mm-hmm. I mean and it's like now I'm in a in a different space like I'm still not perfect don't get me wrong you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I'm in here no, and I'm like oh yeah. I'm looking at you like oh what's that that button <laughs> it's, it feels so professional yeah. here and you know I I I record in in my living room that mm-hmm. I have like a setup of like everything is in there right. you know and um but I still feel like uh I'm learning so much or I've learned so much and I still have ways to go, but I still feel like, you know what? I feel a little bit more confident than I was, you know, two years ago. Um, even even down to the, uh, like having uh, these conversations and, and meeting new people and having people on and not feeling nervous and like just trying to open myself up to understand what the person is saying and to even like navigate the conversation and like be a great listener, but at the same time, ask the right questions. Like those are things that I had too. And that I'm still learning that is along the way. That is crazy. You get what I'm saying? Cause that is, yo, the, the best interviews that, I mean, you, since you're doing this, you, you know, cause like if you're saying Angie Martinez, like you've known, yeah. like one of my favorite ones is the Cole interview, you know, Cole yeah. barely does interviews, but, to get you know that I mean? man like, to speak, you know, for him to feel so comfortable to go to her. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Like and that it, that says a lot. And know? that's all I've ever wanted. Right. Like I wanna be, I've always been a very like um inquisitive person, right? Mm. And I, I love hearing people's point of views and stuff. But to have that um that gift and that like happy medium of like having that person feel so comfortable with you to say like their most inner, you know, their inner deepest thoughts and mm-hmm. like be vulnerable because yeah. like to put yourself out there and like really speak on your journey like you have to be yes. vulnerable yes and you know from my first season having people on it's like i would have people you know that i knew and stuff and it's like to me it comes naturally to right. just show you like i f up yo i i'm yeah. I ha- i'm flawed that's yeah. that's we all the, are oh. we all are but it's like that's my thing to say mm-hmm. that's like my cop out like like when you want to come and check me for anything it's like i'm flawed mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm flawed, <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. to me, it's easy yeah. to, like, lay myself out there. So I didn't understand, mm. like, getting on this mic and, like, actually having people on here that not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. And it is your job across, you know, this mic, like, across from this person yeah. to make that person feel like, yo, 
you can talk to me. Like, yeah. don't worry okay. about, don't worry about this. Like, yeah, it's not intimidating. It's, like, talk to me and yeah. um, to just like reel myself back in because <laughs> I always like talk in circles. You said something that I actually like struck a chord. You said intention. Yeah. Um, from yesterday to even driving here, I kept saying, "What is my intention?" Mm. It was just it. it like, not this crazy. It's mind-boggling it yeah. that, that you even use that word, and I just kept saying to myself, "Like, what is my intention with this episode? What is my intention in going to Rooted Studios and finally mm. uh, talking to Ronnie? And like, what is the intention? What am I trying, or what do we want to try to put out there? Yeah. Like, you need to go in there with an intention. You know what I mean? And I was like. My intention is to have Ronnie speak and like let people know that it's not easy. Hell no, it's not. And it's scary. Oh. And but it's possible. Do yes. you get what I'm saying? So with that being said, was it always your intention to be sitting here? Uh like I dreamed of it. I dreamed of so it. So you knew. Like growing uh, up, did you know like this is what you wanted to do? This is what This is one of those things where it was a constant. There's some people that'll say, "Yeah, I always knew." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, no, I, I'll I'll keep it a hundred percent. And there were there were many moments where I had to where I had to jump, and I doubted, and I'd be like, "Oh well, yeah, I'm absolutely sure this is what I want to do." And then there were other days I'm like, "I don't know if I'm good enough, or I don't know if this is meant for me," just because of the opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'll start from the beginning. All right. Please do. And and hopefully <laughs> hopefully I won't make this too long. Um so I started like I said I was I started like when I was like around 9 years old and uh, I've always loved music. Always loved it. Um by the time I was 9 I was already writing little raps, stuff like that. Like Mace was was one of my favorite mm -hmm. rappers at the time. Um Jay-Z was still rapping fast at the time. Like I had so many influences. Hip hop was such a big thing and and the so rich in culture, like in that era of uh, Tupac, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Biggie, we, we, yo, we were rich with everything. Like Very it, rich. It, it was all new, all new. And um, no one has experienced it before. Even older people, they, they've they never experienced this. So to me being like in the front seat, like watching this, like it was, it was amazing. So I was automatically inspired and I was pulled in. And um, I remember my father had, um, had the stereo system with a turntable. And um, somehow, I don't know how, but I figured out how to wire headphones to make it a microphone. I didn't know this. This was like me messing around. And you know, back in the days, we had tapes. We didn't have CDs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, at that point, we had CDs. But you know what I mean? Like, they had tapes. To and record, if you wanted to make a mixtape, you know what I mean? Like, we made mixtapes like that. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't burning discs. Like, we would wait on the radio and we would... Oh, press there it is. Doop. Fuck Master Flex or or whoever it was. Like doop, press yeah. record. And I, I found out how to how to talk. So I would emulate that. So I would talk into headphones, like literally a pair of headphones, and I'd be like, yo, what's up? Yo, my name is Ronnie. You know what it is? It's it's Mac and Ronnie. Yo, and I called myself Mac and Ronnie. And, Mac like, and Ronnie. I really believed, like, I, I really believed that I was, you know, like it was dope. You know, like I was experiencing it in my it's crazy because my parents knew I was I would possibly mess up that sound system, but they knew I enjoyed myself so much. Like at that point, I could have been doing anything else. You know what I mean? Like uh, obviously, I was young, so it's not like now where we have 
smartphones, tablets. We have everything at our, you know what I mean? But I was just entertaining myself so much with music that that they knew. They just let me tap in. And um, it just developed into a, a love for hip-hop. Like, hip-hop really did, it, it helped me, you know? Like, um, then when I was 12, uh, my grandparents and my uncle, um, they were going to Dominican Republic. And um, I don't know if you remember Flight 587, um, the plane that crashed. I um, do, I in, do. In Queens. And um, that, it shattered my, like it shattered everything for me because it was a, it was a hard year, right? Um, that year was, that year was crazy. I lost my grandmother from my father's side. I lost my grandparents and my uncle. Um, and this is like, I know it's messed up to say, but that's like my favorite uncle. Like, mm-hmm. like, like he was there all the time. Like he would just pull up, pick me up. Like he was all about it. Like, yo, just everybody has to be together. And the fondest memories that I had up to that point, up to when I was 12, is every summer, it would be all the cousins getting together. Uh, like all of us and like it's embedded in me. Like that's in my DNA mm-hmm. and, and spending time. I think that's one of my love languages is, is spending time because of that. Um, and like that was all taken from me. And then on top of that, I was 12. I was still trying to figure out who I am, you know, and when when you're that young, you know what I mean? Like you go through emotions, it's hormones, it's yo, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a lot whole, of stuff happening. A lot of things, yeah. And and like I was angry because my mother is the strongest person that I know. My mother is 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 the is the core, is is the the basis of everything, you know what I mean? Like, and to see my mother go through uh losing both of her parents and her brother at the same time. Like I I can't fathom what that's like yeah and i saw my mother being a light to transition to like this darkness you know what i mean and depression and then y'all like i I can't blame her you know yeah. so it's like how how do i help her what can i say and and these are things as is very heavy as a, as a kid how how could i get how can i help you i don't know how can i help you so i'm I'm in despair because I want to help my mom. I'm also hurt because I lost people that I really love and and care about. And, you know, like, my outlet was music. So that's that's what it was. It was just throwing some headphones. And, yo, I remember, like, one mic was out. I remember, like, I would be listening to... uh, I remember all of that, that whole era, like, takeover, all of that. It was was around 2001, 2002. Mm -hmm. It was crazy, like... And and that's what I would I would just play on repeat like I was just you know it you know when they say like music really take, takes you places like I I am an example of that and then I just started writing even more and writing even more and um I was I was invited getting to the spiritual I was invited to to a retreat to go to church and up to that point I mean I was twelve I used to make fun of people that would go to church because my mom would force me to go mm-hmm. you know and my father um was very big on going because of a prior experience that that we had. So I could sidetrack to explain it. Um, when I was a little baby, I was probably like one and a half. Um, my father had a, a business in the Bronx. And there were, long story short, there were people that were watching my mother and my father. And they followed my, my mom home. And uh, I was with my mom at the time. And basically it was gunpoint. Y'all give me everything you have. Give me all your money. You know, my father walked in and he was like, yo, don't take anything. Don't harm my child. And like, 
I was barely talking, but they said that one of the things that helped, like that I was a blessing. And it's it's weird to hear that. Like yeah. it's like like I don't because I don't remember it. So I'm just going along what the story is. But like I, it was a blessing because my father told me to sit still, and then he told me to get a knife, and he was able to cut himself through. And they were gonna kill my 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 parents. These two these two people that broke in, they were gonna kill my my parents. And the person stopped. One of the one of the guys there stopped, and he's like, "Yo, we can't leave this kid an orphan." Like, what are you doing? Like, they looked at me and and the dude was just like, and my father was able to cut himself loose at that time. And I guess the guys got scared and they ran. Mm -hmm. So they they went away with like jewelry, stupid stuff. You know what I mean? Like stuff that's replaceable. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's the stuff. shock. You know, it's the shock. You feel like an invasion of privacy, all of that. So from there, from that point, my father felt like he owed it to God. You know what I mean? Like, like yo, religiously, like like if you're not ready, at at twelve o'clock, it was twelve thirty. We were going to church. Without you. <laughs> yes, like if you're not ready at at twelve o five, and you're not in the car, well, you're gonna have to walk, and it's it's a walk. Mm -hmm. Then you're gonna have to take that walk of shame, and then you're gonna get the cold shoulder the entire day. Like it was that serious because it meant that much to him, and that you know what I mean. Like I I would make fun of it because it would be like, bro, like what's how's that serious? Like you know, like at that point, I was just like, does God really exist? And yeah, you know and and I was invited to that retreat, and um, my sister actually went. So I told my sister to go. I was like, you go, because my sister's older than me. So I was like, you go. You do that church thing, and I'll wait. And then my sister came back from the retreat. It was a three-day retreat. She came back on a Sunday, and um, she gave me a hug, and it was weird. <laughs> it was so weird, because me and my sister would be like the type to be like throwing stuff at each other, like like we were we were really fist fight, like we had that relationship. I'm we loved each other because I know. He's like you, you know what I mean, like we had I that have relationship. My younger brother, we don't hug. Exactly. When I hug him, he's like something's off. He's like yo, come on, like, like what's up? Like you what know? happened? Like exactly. It's like yo, like ew, like I was like ew, like what are you doing? And she's like yo, I love you. And I was really the the first time that I heard her. Like like say it and and mean it, you know what I mean? Like without anything, without mm -hmm. like without there being an occasion, you know, like oh I love you or whatever, like just randomly, you know. And it surprised me. I was like, what the hell? And um, she was like, yo, I met somebody, and I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Who is it? Where's the dude? Like, who are you gonna introduce me to? Like I thought automatically. And she was like, yo, it it was it was God, and y'all, it was so rude. Like I think about it and is. Like, my reaction was so rude. Like, I burst it out. Like, I laughed at her face. I was like, ah, you going to be one of those people, yo? You going to be Bible hugging? All that? <laughs> like, and she was just like, yo, like, you don't understand. Like, I feel a peace I've never felt before. Yeah. And she's like, yo, I needed that, and I want you to feel it. And um, long story short, my mom was trying to get me into church, right? Like, she's trying to figure things out. And I feel like the best thing that could happen at that point was me finding God. Cause that would be her piece, right? Like she's going through a lot, and you know, like any any parent. Oh, so you felt like, since you said you wanted to, you wanted to help her, but you didn't know how to help her. So that so was one of those so things, this right? Was those things. Okay. So it was like it was like yo, like I thought I was gonna come up, right? Cause I did still didn't want to go. My sister, it was like stages in a retreat, like one, two, three, right? So she went to her second stage. So I would have to go to my first. So we were gonna be disconnected. Um, she was like, yo, do me a favor and come downstairs with me, like in the receiving area. I just want you to peep game. My sister knows me very well. So I walked downstairs and it was like a sea of girls. And I was just <laughs> like, 
whoa. I was like, yo. And she was like, I know you're going to love this. And, and yo, yeah, that was it. I'm dead. That was it. She won me over with that. That like, was your gateway. That was it, yo. Your gateway and to God. It was so funny because God uses... God uses funny, like funny things like that. There's humor in it. God has a, a sense of humor. So I went in and I was just like, word? I was like, yo, shorty. And I was like, yo, I was like, yo, because I'm from Jersey. Like, I was like, yo, these people from the Bronx, from Queens. I was like, oh, bro, Brooklyn? You fancy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was dope. And it was just like, everybody's interacting with each other. Yeah. And I thought it was so dope. So I was just like, you know what? Bet. So I assembled my crew. You know what I mean? I told all my friends and I hyped it up because... We all had childhood friends at the time, and they were all trying to convince, like their parents were all trying to convince them to go too. So I was the first one. I was like, yo, shorties. I was like, yo, it's going to be crazy. I was like, yo, we're going to pull up. It's going to be wild. In the name of God. Yo, I was like, yo, like 12 years old. And yo, it's funny because my hair is literally what it is right now. Like I had the fro, I had the curls, and, and, and I negotiated with my mom. I was like, all right, I'm going to go under these terms. I'm going to go at the time... Uh, the the sweatsuits were the thing, you know, academics. The Velar. Nietzsche, yeah, like, <laughs> yo, she bought me three. And I thought I was coming up. I was like, Psst. yo, I was like, you wildin' because it was expensive at the time. It was like 150 She was like, don't worry about it. She bought me Uptowns. And I, yo, everything. And you yo, in there fresh. <laughs> she knew, yo, like, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome how a parent, and we can get into that, like, how a parent could, uh, could engage you and egg you on without knowing, like without you knowing, like you think that you're just, you're coming up and she knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. Like she, she was like, yo, anything to get you in. To her, a uh, uh, four or $500, which is a lot of money for a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. Seriously, you're really going to pay that much money? To her, it meant nothing. Like in hindsight, for me to have the a relationship experience. with God. Yeah. And and that's crazy to me. And I that's something that I need to always remember with with every experience, not just not just my kids, but with everybody. Like, Yo, if if the experience is the end result, what's the cost? That's nothing. Yeah. You know? And and I pulled up and I had my notepad because I didn't have a phone. I had my notepad. I was gonna write uh numbers and everything. And um, long story short, I I was it was boys on one side, girls on the other side, and we both have to look at each other. They were separated. Mm. So we were in a chapel and we were both separated. We were looking at each other. There's probably like 250 people in the room. Um and I'm looking at girls and I'm winking at them. And like, I'm making my boys on, nodding out of them. I'm like, yo, you see that shorty right there? Yo, when it's lunchtime, it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. We're going to talk to him. Yo, like we had a game plan. And um, I remember I wasn't paying attention at all. I was falling asleep. I was being mad disrespectful. I was being like obnoxious because that's like, that's who I was. I was very obnoxious. And um, I still am. Uh, <laughs> and and I remember the Saturday night was a was kind of like a pivotal moment where one of the people, big shout out uh, to a person, her name is Suhel, um, and she was talking and she said, yo, like, who are you? And I don't know why, like, it's such a dumb, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like we say that all the time, like, who are you? But I don't know why it just, everything froze. And that moment... Like that moment, nothing else. I said nothing else. I sound like yeah. Mike Tyson. Nothing else mattered, um, and it was just like, "Yo, really, who am I?" And um, no, like, I remember crying like a little, like, no, I was like a baby, like, and I had my encounter, and then, yo, like, I took my passion from music and writing, and I would be in parking lots 
but like church parking lots and I'd be preaching like like I'd be rapping about God. Mm-hmm. Like yo like it would be like hood people like straight up people that are two times older than me, three times older than me. Yo, somebody look I'd be like yo yo beatbox for me real quick. Yo, I'm about to talk about God. And yo and these these people were like engaged and like my passion and my love was so like it, it the fire was so big that people could see it. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that's something that carries you know what I mean? Like your passion, if you're not passionate about something, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I I think that's the reason why like I've I've been able to do what I do in music because I've carried that that passion. And it carried on. It's funny because in in stumbling in my passion and rapping, I never wanted to play guitar. You know, I never wanted to do anything like that. And I remember having a vision. Um, when someone was praying for me that I was singing and playing guitar and I was like that's weird because mm-hmm. here I was with like some 6 XTs you know what I mean like you know like Dipset no, like was the I, thing you know what I mean like me, that know. was that was the vibe <laughs> you know what I mean like I was like no this is the hood made me, I was not from I was not hood at all you know what I mean it's white picket fences like I was not about that life I was not but you know what I mean like I wanted but to emulate it that was the look it. yeah like I, I just wanted to emulate it because I mm-hmm. loved it and I remember seeing the vision. I was so confused. Cause I was like, God, do you really want this for me? And I remember um, someone randomly, I kept it to myself that weekend and someone told me, they were like, you're going to be doing great things with music. And um, you're going to be singing, you're going to be playing. And I just picked up a guitar. Like, like I picked up someone's random guitar and I was like, yo, can I, can I hold this? And it, it was like, oh, this is home. And I was like 15, almost 16. And that's where, that's where it was. Like, and that's it. Like the the relationship that I have with my mom and my pops is is crazy. Like she looked at me, she was there, and she was just like, "Don't worry, what is taken from you now is gonna come back tenfold." And that's been the story. Like that's literally been the story. She bought me a guitar that cost a thousand dollars, and that was like my first legit guitar. And y'all, I was going, I was in the trenches, like, yeah. like, and she saw, like, she invested when she saw. She just invested, and that was the best thing that's ever happened. And then I started recording and doing all of these things. And I felt the passion. I felt like this is what I'm meant to do, you know? And I wasn't that good academically. I dropped out of school because I was horrible in school. And um, I remember I I was at a point where I wanted to go to school to go for audio engineering because studios at the time weren't as affordable as they are now. And it's not like you could set up a recording with $150. Like, oh, you just get an interface, a microphone, and boom, you're done. You know, a podcast mic. It wasn't like that. You had to pay $100, $150 an hour. I was a little kid. I was like, I was 21 at the time. I didn't have that type of bread. And I wouldn't know how to utilize that time, you know, to maximize my time. So I was just like, yo, you know what? I was recording at home with the ghetto setup. Let me figure out how to do it for real. So I remember we took this tour of this huge school and it was dope. I was like, yo, like my eyes went like, woof. And I've done community college before that. I've tried tech schools and I've dropped out of all of that. So the amount of money that's been invested already in schooling was a waste. It was a wash. Yeah. And um, like, I was just like, no, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I know. I know it. 21 stubborn asked me. I know, I know. And we took this tour. It was me and my sister um, and my mom. And we sat down and they're like, okay, so what's required? Okay, well, we need... The school at the time was like $27,000. Um, in these tech schools, you know how it is. Like, you need to come up with a bulk of money. It's not like financial aid is not. It's going to no. help you, but it's not going to help you. Mm-mm. And um, 
you know, uh, th- I was like, okay, well, I bet. So my mom's like, you know, like she's giving me a poker face. All right, if he's really about it, she sees my eyes lighting up like crazy. Uh, if he's really about it, whatever. And what's, what's necessary? Okay, do you have a GED or a diploma? And my mom looks at me and she gives me that look like, gotcha. She's like, ah, you ain't got none of those, huh? What you gonna do now? And I was just like, hi. And I was like, <laughs> bet. And that's the time that I had a, a BlackBerry. Internet was horrible. It took like three minutes to load a page. And I remember I I, I looked up a facility in, in, in Hackensack, actually here. And I passed the facility every time that I have to come to the studio. Um, that's a reminder. It's a, yeah, it's just a reminder. Like, yo, if you want it, you got to go and get it. And um, I, I went. I told my mom, I was just like, oh, I'm going to book the appointment. There's another GED testing in two weeks. The The deadline was like a month. I took the test. I bought one of those GED for dummy books. And I just <laughs> went in for it. And I was just like, man, whatever. Like, And I never paid attention to school. Like, I was, I was one of those kids that I remember vividly I made a teacher cry because she was like, yo, you're so smart. But, but you're just is... you're just a waste of potential. And yo, like straight up like that, like I made her cry because she's like, yo, here you are asking me what are these Bible verses? Like, what does this mean? You're not paying, you're not doing the work that you're supposed to be doing. You come up to me, completely run over what my lesson plan is and say, yo, like, what's this? Like, what is the meaning of this? What did what does this mean? Because she was my English teacher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I felt so comfortable. It was weird to me. Why I felt so comfortable with her to just ask her, like, what does this mean? Like, what? And and she was like, yo, like, you're looking at things and trying to understand things that are way beyond what your ceiling is when you're, like, in the seventh grade. Like, you're not supposed to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to be watching cartoons, playing ball, whatever. Like, And I remember, like, all of that came back to me. And um, I I took the GED test and boom, I passed and not only did I pass but I got one of the highest scores in in that year like they gave me a certificate for it and it's funny I could still keep it just to remind myself like you know brush off the shoulder I need this but it's like you know like like I I proved it to myself and to my mom like I really wanted it but it's crazy right we signed everything the lead uh, the financial aid papers everything and this goes into the ups and downs where the certainties and the uncertainties happen, right? Mm-hmm. There's a method to my madness why I'm, I'm mentioning it. Um, and we had a financial hardship. My parents invested in a building in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and it wasn't making any money at all. So um, they, were, they were going in the red. And literally that month when I was about to start, literally, like, I'm getting ready. I'm buying supplies, like, everything. Boom. Y'all... I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. And I know that that must have been the hardest thing for my parents to do. In hindsight, that must have been the hardest thing for my parents to do. Yeah. Like, seeing my excitement to just pump the brakes and be like, yo, we can't we can't do it. Like, we need, to, we need to assess the situation and we need to protect our assets. We need to make sure, like, we don't lose the house. Like, the house that we're living in. Like, all of this stuff. And I couldn't understand it. I'm still... I'm yeah. 21, but I didn't understand it. Like, I'm still like... Yo, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is what it is. Like, whatever. Yeah, and that. yo, I remember I cried. Like, because I've never wanted something so bad. Like, I cried. And I was like, yo, you guys don't understand. And I know that it broke my father's heart. Because the way that I was so angry, like, I know it broke his heart. And um, I felt from, like, 
21 to probably 26, I felt like it wasn't for me. Like, that was my my period of time. Where I was so just you, like, let go of it? I let like go. You? I was just like, yo, I'm just going to play passively. It's just going to be a hobby. I love it. And people were like, yo, but you love what you do. And I'm just like, yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, it, you know, I find security. Like, we were talking about, you know, parents. And, and my parents were big on that. Like, my parents were like, no, me, you know, like, get something that's stable. Music is so... It, it's so up and down. Like, what could what could you possibly do with music? Yeah, like, that's not attainable in yeah, their eyes. Like, like what, that's not security. What's tangible about yeah, it? You know tangible. what I mean? Like, you're going to struggle. You're, you, know, you don't want to be one of those people. And then they think, at the time, they think, like, drugs. They think everything. Like, they think that lifestyle automatically. And, um, you know, it, it, I don't blame them. They just want... They just want... The best for you. Yeah. And they don't see the best in that. No, nah, they did You know, automatically, like... Automatically, like... It. They're not exposed to it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's scary. It's scary for them. So imagine putting $30,000 into something that's an investment that may or may not go well. And my track record wasn't all that great because I would you give would up on You would pick it up and, and give just, up. Yeah, when things so. would get hard, would you give up? Yeah. Like, that was what it is? That was, that's who I was. Yeah. So so to them, they were just like, this is crazy, you know what I mean? And, and honestly, they were in a pinch. They couldn't, they couldn't pay for it. So, you know, like I, I went to community college. I tried again. And... I was trying to do like criminal justice or something. I was like, I'll be a cop. I was like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like let's, let's play it safe. Let's, let, let me do this. Let me do that. Yeah. And um, no, I failed horribly. So then I started doing stuff. I was like, let me do odd jobs. Let me, I worked in a warehouse and I would work a night shift at a warehouse, moving boxes, like refrigerators out of a truck. Like, you know, one of those, those huge trucks. And I would be emptying it out in a, in a day. And that would be my work. And that's what I would do. And then I would just exist, exist from like 21 to like 26. I was just existing. And then I got good at just people skills. So they picked me up from the warehouse and then they just said, yo, you know what? Maybe you could be a a dispatcher, a customer service representative. Then I became a supervisor. So you would move up within the the existence. You were moving up. It was always that. Did you always feel like that pull? Um, that you you were meant to do what you're doing now mm, while you're existing from 21 to 26. I would or I would just, look. You know how like when people was the the look like when you're looking through the window and you're just like googly eyed like yeah ah oh, must be nice like I would look because I have friends that are are in the industry and they would be touring at the time like yo Trey songs uh, you know what I mean like 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 big people and it's mm-hmm. like that's so dope to see them living what. What they love, and I'm just like, how dope would it be, like, if I could live my passion? Mm-hmm. And I just, I would think that, and I would be like, yo, like, that'd be so amazing if I could do that. But at uh, the time, it was like far fetched. No. Like you didn't see it as a reality. I didn't think that I deserved it. I don't think that it was meant for me. I thought that those people were lucky, and and those people were unicorns, and I thought that the stars aligned for those people. But they weren't aligning for you. And it's weird because we're all meant. We're all kings and queens. We're all meant, we're all meant for greatness, and we have to believe that. So it took until I was twenty six. I was a, I was I was in a relationship that wasn't all that great at the time. You know what I mean? Like I was just pouring myself out into a relationship, and um, I was going through a lot. You know what I mean? Like we all go through a lot when when you're like in your in your twenties. It's a it's mm-hmm. a weird it's a weird situation it's very because weird. that that's when like you're really you're really figuring who you are. Like it's okay, from the adolescence to now, like adulthood. And yeah, it's like you're, you have a voice now, and you're this, you know. 
And um, I remember I was talking to a mentor of mine, which is also a priest. And I remember at the time we were in Yonkers and I visited him. I got laid off from this really, really dope job. I was in a really dope job and I was making a lot of money. I was clearing at the time, like to not have like just a GED, no nothing. I was clearing like $4,000 a month. Like, and I was, that's not bad. You know it's what not, I mean? Like, no. like my ceiling was continuing to go. Like I was just going to continue. They wanted me to be a supervisor. I was already, I was in a medical, uh, I was in a medical field. So my job was very, very like extremely high intensity. Like it was dealing with blood samples mm -hmm. and you only have a window of time to make sure these blood samples for whatever it is. Like, let's say you need to take a test for something. It's like a certain like cancer or something like that. Like you have a window of time from the moment that you pull the, that you draw the blood to the moment that it gets checked. Like it's an hour and a half sometimes. And y'all imagine like some of these doctor's offices are far. Like they'll be, I don't know, they'll be like in Manhattan and you have to go like an hour out into Jersey. And you know, there's traffic, there's all that stuff. And you have to figure out how could you get a driver from point A to point B. You have to, like, you're troubleshooting, troubleshooting. And I think that has always been in my, like, it's been embedded in me without me knowing it. And crap, I'm, I think I'm having an epiphany right now. Because really? like, I've, I've, <laughs> I've always been troubleshooting and, and all of that stuff. Like, I just never applied it to what my passion was. Um, and what happened was... Uh, there was someone that wasn't paying attention and they put a hundred something samples in a, in a freezer and froze everyone's samples. So the lawsuit is millions of dollars because there's people that are waiting. You know what I mean? Like this is important, important test. Like this could be life or death. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this person needs this, this, this would help this person. Like that's how important this is, you know? And, um, they immediately shut us down within the week, our brands, wow. everything. I was laid off. And I was just like, I'm 26. Um, what am I going to do? And um, I'm like, I'm collecting unemployment. And I think I remember I got a grant to go to community college for IT work. And I was, I, I realized at the point, like, I'm like, I'm techie. I could, I could do this stuff, you know, like I could fix computers. I, you know, I could get down, I could dabble. So um, they gave me a grant. And um, I remember speaking to my, my mentor that's also a priest. And um, I remember sitting in his office in Yonkers and we talked and he was like, yo, so what's going on with your life? You know, what's up? And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm a little stressed because, you know, like I just got laid off and I'm going to do this. And I think my reaction, my body language, everything spoke. And he was just like, bro, like he, yo, he cursed at me. He was like, what the hell? Like, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, this is really what you want to do. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, it's safe. That's what I said. Yeah. I believed the lies, the lies that been, that has been built up, you know, throughout my entire lifetime. Like, we need the stability. Don't take risks. Like, all of these things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now now people are very heavy on take risks and all that stuff. But before with our with our parents, you know what I mean? Like, I, could, I can't begin to fathom. The biggest risk that, I mean, I'm first generation, you know, born here. Yeah, so sure. my parents came here. That's the biggest risk that they took. You know, but even still, they took very calculated moves. Strategic. Very, very, risk. because they knew that any move that they make would reflect on us. You know, so I, I started to say to myself, well, why don't I play it safe? And then once I'm stable, I'll do what I love. 
Maybe I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still entertaining the thought. I'm like, maybe I need to work for it. All right, fine. That's, I came to terms for it. Like, maybe I need to work for it. Maybe I'll get my money right. I'll get my recording set up and then I'll pay for the school on my own. Maybe I don't need a handout, you know? And um, at the time, my credit was horrible. Um, my parents, you know what I mean? Like, my parents definitely weren't going to weren't gonna jump into that. They were thinking about moving to Florida. I was going to go to Florida with them. And, um, you know, he, he told me, he was just like, yo, even a blind man can see you love what you do. Maybe you don't believe it, but I believe it. And and it's it's important to have people like that in your life, you know, that could just cut and navigate through all of that and just straight up talk to your soul. And I cried, yo. And I was just like, yo, like, I felt like a relief yeah. because I felt like I wasn't being genuine with myself. I was, I was lying to myself. And um, he was just like, yo, I don't care what it's going to take. I don't know. I, he was like, how much does the school cost? The school went from 27000 to thirty-two. It just jumped up, you know, it's yeah, economic. Everything it's what goes it is. up. And um, he was just like, yo, I don't care what it's going to cost. I don't care what it's going to take. But I'm going to pay. I'm going to give you the $60. I didn't even have $60 for an application fee. He's like, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to pay for it. I believe. How much do you believe? I, I'm even getting choked up thinking about it. You're getting me choked up. Yeah, because it's like, yo, like like that <laughs> that moment was so was so important. And I feel like, like, I feel like that's why we need to be in tune with ourselves. And, and we need to be... Like hearts open and minds open to to be able to speak life into somebody. And and at that moment, that was the life that I needed. Like it was the revival. It was, yo, I was 21 again. And it was the kick in the ass. It was just like, yo, I'm ready. I'm ready. And yo, like I didn't know. I went back and I was just like, yo, mom, dad, I'm I'm gonna do this. And they were just like, word, but you had a good job. You, you like like just take the IT job like you have it don't miss the opportunity like let's be realistic and I was just like no I'm gonna waste time let's just do it and I remember my my parents were were trying to go to Florida um to to move so we went to Orlando and there's a school called Full Sail in Orlando and um I went with my father so first it was my mom mm -hmm. right that I went to that school at 21 second time around is my dad now right and at this point, my father has seen me do a lot of things. So I've played in front of 30,000 people. Like, he's seen me do some things, like, passively that he knows that, like, I'm serious about it and I love it. Like, maybe something can happen from it. Um, and, uh, like, I've, I've got to meet the Pope. I've gone to Australia. You know, like, I've the Sydney Opera House. Like, I've performed in front of the Sydney Opera House. I've performed in Germany. Like, all of these things, like, these little things that... That they're huge, but mm -hmm. you know, like these things that like these opportunities that time. just popped up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know what? Like, let's just show up to the school. What does it take? It's a day, it's a father, father-son bonding time, whatever. So we we walked around and yo, I knew everything about the facility. Like I would look every day at the website. And I was like, yo, this console is the thing that Timberland uses. It's this huge producer. This is this. These microphones are this. This is how much it costs. Yo, like, I, I literally, every room that we walked you in. studied. You already know. I knew more than the person that was giving the tour. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how much I knew. And my father would just, like, he looked at me and he was just like, all right. So we, we finished. And, of course, here comes the talk. Yo, so money. Let's talk money. How much is the school? Well... 
the school is $130,000 now. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yo, okay. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to move to Florida because, you know what I mean? Like, schooling, it just makes sense. And, you know, like, they were going to help with financial aid and all that stuff. And my parents were in a better position, so they were like, yo, you know what, whatever. In my head, I'm a little bit older now, so I'm just like, yo, my father looked at me, and my father, like, rubbed his face. My father's a very <laughs> serious man, very serious. And he just rubbed his face when he heard. It was like 135, and he just rubbed his face, and he was just like, and he just told me, he was like, yo, we're going to figure this out. And, like, it it choked me up. Because yeah. he's like, yo, like, I want to see you succeed. So I remember uh, we've been talking about it for a year now. I think I was 27. Um, yeah, I was 26 going into 27. It was, it was almost a year. And um, I was thinking about it, and I was just like, yo, you know what? Let me go back to the school that's 30-something, 30 32. I was like, yo, it's, it's a lot of money. And I was like, yo, like, it's an investment. Like, let me let me do that. And I, I started realistically saying that. My parents are like, no, 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 no. Go to this one. Go to the school in Orlando. Like, you're going to be with us, everything. And I was just like, nah, like, let's let's be smart about it. You know, money, you know, like, the the way that everything is going, let's just let's do it. And my father was just like, damn, he's really thinking. So he just, yo, it was just like, all right, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put it up. And, and they helped me. I, at that point... You know what I mean? Like, it was embarrassing for me because I thought I was a man, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I already needed to get it together. But, you know, my parents, that was like their last, that was like their last, like, yo, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's put all the chips in. Like, here it is. Let's bet on it. And, um, yo, those were, that, that year was the best year of, like, my life. Like, I would go to school. I would wake up early. I would show up. I'd have to take the train from Jersey. Like, I'd... Yo, I was, like, top three in class. Like, I would get A's, A's, A's. I would be helping kids. Like, yo, I was helping people. I was I was older already. I was helping people that were, like, 18. I was tutoring them. Like, like it's, it's crazy to hear the, the switch. You got what I'm yeah. saying? Because I was like, passionate. I, you're like, I don't like school. At I all. Don't like... At all. And I was like, yo, like, maybe, maybe I'm not capable of learning... Like that, because that's what I thought. I was like, maybe it's just me. You know, like maybe... And it wasn't that. It's I wasn't passionate. And, yo, like literally when you wake up, when you have something that you're so passionate about, you could wake up and and an hour... Like 14 hours will feel like two hours. You're like, damn, when all the time went. And, yo, like I, I graduated school and I was getting... You know, like I was working this intern job, getting like $75 a day. There's nothing. Like I was making more money, you know, at the other job. I was like, this is what I need to do. I'm a... I'm wearing my stripes. And um, I was just like, yo, I just believe. I just believe. Yo. I made it this far. And I remember I would cry. I would cry, like, in the train, like, just listening to music. And I'd be like, yo, thank you, God. Like, so grateful. So grateful for the opportunity. Look, I'm, now I'm getting choked up again. Like, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, like, like I'm, even, if, even if I just got to school, even if I just did that, like, to me, like, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's where it is. Like, like, thank you, God, for this opportunity. And um, I remember, like, throughout the years, I've met so many people, so many talented, so many talented people, so many people that I've looked up to, like, people that have uh, produced for, like, Alicia Keys, you know, like, again, Trey Songs and all these people, like, these, like, I've been blessed to be around these people, like, and it's just normal. Mm -hmm. Like, people be like, yo, what the hell? And I'm just like, no, I know that person. And, you know, like, it's just like, oh, it's, it's all love. And I remember um, I would record at the time when I was like 15, I would be recording 
with my mentor that was a priest, I'd be recording like hip hop songs, like church hip hop songs. Mm -hmm. And we would just be, that's how we ended up in Australia. That's how we ended up meeting the Pope and, mm -hmm. and doing all these events. Like, like it was, it was huge. And we would be recording in Queens. It was on Myrtle Avenue. And it was like a, a space like this. It was like this dude's house. And he took, he, he dedicated a spot um, for, for recording. And uh, we would just record there. And then he got picked up by Pitbull. And uh, he left and he went on tour. This is when Pitt was like, like, Pitt was like, yo, like mm -hmm. he's, yo, he, he transitioned from like being like clubs and like, yo, like this is arenas. Like now this is, this is for real. Like they're putting in that work. And they saw the engineer that was there. He was engineering our stuff. And um, yo, like he was gone. And I was just like, wow, like that's great. Like that's so good. And I remember like connecting with him and I went back to Orlando because he was living in Orlando um, at the time. And uh, I, I remember just reaching out and I'm just a newly graduate. Like, you know, like I'm just, yo, like, so what do I do? Like, I was just going to, yo, I came with a notepad. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, you know, I was going to ask him questions like, yo, how do I, how do I navigate? How do I do this? You know, like, how, how, how do I get here? How do I do this? How do I get to do what you do? Because he is the man. He is the audio, like the A1, the, the dude, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yo, like <laughs> he is in charge, like, you know? And, and I was going to ask him like, yo, what was your journey? And and how do you get there? Like, I want to just be able to to earn my stripes, to earn, to earn what I need to. And yo, it was so amazing. Like we just had a conversation about life and just remembering things, rem like reminiscing. And um, it was crazy because that week, going back to intention, that week, um, that week, we were doing church events. We were like on a on a tour uh with with our boys. Um and, and we were just visiting different churches and yo, yo, they got a spot here in Orlando. Yo, we pull up and it was just like yo, so positive. And then we were just injecting like positivity and a lot and love and faith into people. And and that was the moment where I was just like, Oh snap, like he told me to pull up. So I told the guys, Yo, I'm just gonna take this dinner to to spend time with with my boy Will. And um I was just like, yo, just just stay at the crib with my parents out. Now they they moved to Florida. You know what I mean? Like now it's it's different. You know what I mean? Like, yo, just just hold it down. And I had this dinner and we're we're reflecting on life. We're reminiscing. We're like, yo, remember that day, yo? We were recording, yo, we threw up mattresses to record out of you. And he's like, yo, that's crazy. How you remember yeah. that? And I was like, yo, you inspired me so much. And um, I just asked him, like, yo, how did you do it? And he told me like the struggles. Like, I didn't know what I was gonna do. And Y'all like I didn't know every day was like every day was an adventure. We didn't know if we were gonna if we were gonna make it. You know what I mean? Like, yo, we would be in a tour bus with like it would be like not like Pitt by himself. Like it would be like everyone sharing a tour bus at the time because everybody is grinding. You know what I mean? Like like you go from that moment to seeing like everybody's is all hands, all hands on deck. And um I was just like, yo, that's crazy. Like I love it. And he asked me, I said, What do you want to do? And I'm just like, bro, I wanna I want to record. I want to. I want to produce. I want to engineer. I want to mix. Like I told him everything. He's like, no, but for real though, like, what do you want to do? He's like, yo, you want to do everything, but cool. Like, what do you want to do? And I was like, yo, I love. I love everything. I just want to be a part of everything in music. I want to be. I want to play something. I want to play an integral part in something monumental. And um, like he laughed because I, I kept telling him, I was like, yo, I can't give you an answer. And he was like, yo, it's like me. And I, I think he saw. I think he saw him like like himself and in, in like in me and he's he's older than me. He's like he's probably like six or seven years older than me. And he just laughed and he was just like, 
that's crazy. And and we just, yo, it was just, it was just a conversation. We just left it at that awesome dinner. And I was just like, yo, this is so dope. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was like, yo, I'm going to be in New York. Um, Like, I'm going to be in New York sometime. Um, I'll let you know. Maybe you could pull up to a pit concert. Maybe you could look, you know, at what's going on. You know what I mean? Just to, just to see. And I'm just like, yo, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. You know, like, just to see, like, a high production, you know, high quality production. And um, I was on my way back. We drove to Florida that weekend. And I was on my way back. And I'm in the car. And um, I got a phone call from him. And he's like, yo, I remember the day. He's like, what are you doing September 17th? And I'm like, uh, nothing, bro. But I had to work. I was working in Fossil, selling watches. Yeah. I was like 27. I was working in Fossil, selling watches. Because I I had, it wasn't making enough money. And I was like, damn, like, I'm going back to, to retail. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong again. There's nothing wrong with, if you got to get chores, you got to get chores, however it is. And I said, I was just like, yo, like... I was just like, yo, but I went from this and I was like, now I'm getting a cut in money. I wasn't making what I would normally make. I had to start from zero. Mm -hmm. And I was making $75 a day from the other spot. Like I was barely, you know, making ends meet. And um, yo, he just gave me that call. And I was just like, no, no, I'm not doing nothing. I called out all of my jobs, all of them. And uh, I pulled up and I just saw, I just, I think I still have the videos. I saw how it was. Um, we were, they converted a museum into a, a, a venue. And like, there was like, like I was like, yo, how much does it cost to do this? Like the production was like $1.5 million. Like lighting, everything. And they, they had dancers, everything, like everything. And I was just like, this is insane. And I just looked around and I was very quiet. You know, like, like I just kept, you know, I played my role, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And what I didn't realize is that uh, it was a test. And um, he had plans. Like there was someone who was transitioning that was working uh, that was working within the team that moved up and, and got this great opportunity to be with them, with this, this awesome band that's touring the world. And um, like he was gonna, he was gonna level up and it was gonna be crazy. So they needed to fill in a spot, but they wanted to see how it was. So they can't, Obviously, they weren't going to tell me, yo, you're going to do this or you're going to do that because then I would have been like, like you know what I mean, yeah, like nervous yeah. or overcompensating or or starstruck. So, like, I just pulled up and I was just trying to be helpful. I was like, yo, what can I help you with her? And um, I didn't realize that, like I said, like he told me at the end, he was just like, what if, what if we put you on? Like, we're starting, we're starting our second leg of the Enrique Iglesias Pitbull tour. Uh, you want to be a part of it? Yo, and I flipped out. Like, I flipped out. But do you see, like, how... How that moment of you deciding to, like, call out all your jobs? Oh, yeah. No, I, I took a crazy risk. But and it's like, that's that's something that's very far-fetched for a lot of people. Oh, yes. Because, yo, because I was just like, yo, like, what can I do? But the craziest part about it all is that, and I didn't mention it, and this is the thing that's, like, the nail. That's why... I was stressed. I was really stressed because I just finished getting out of school. I finished everything. This is supposed to be the year that I'm supposed to build. Yay, hoorah, all of this stuff. In August, I find out my girl was pregnant. Wow. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not making money. Like, this is not the time. Like, God, why? Like, and, and I wasn't mad, but I was just like, yo, like, I'm, I'm like, automatically I was just like, yo, it's, it's no, it's not even a question. I'm going to be a father. And that's like 
the craziest thing that we don't understand. Like we sometimes we don't know the story. Mm. We we don't understand why things are happening mm. the way that they're happening. Mm. And like you said, like oh man, now I'm gonna be a father. Yo, and and that's why. Like I was working in fossil. I was working in all that stuff. So so when we did that tour, like we found out it was wild. We were in we were in Texas, and then we went to Florida. So at that time, I was like, yo, I was wilding because I had that in my head. And I was just like, yo, that's why I was like, let me network, let me, you know, let, let's let's maintain positivity. Cause we found out in August and it was just like snap. Like we found out like she needed to take the pregnancy test. Like, you know, like by the thing. And we were yeah, just yeah. like, yo, like we both cried. We we're just like, yo, like like out of all the moments, not now. Like, God, please. Like it, you know, and we just look, but we're like, like we never, we never had that conversation to we knew, we knew, like, we never had that conversation, like, yo, is it, like, no, nah, it's like, yo, we were, you know what I mean? Like, we knew, like, no, we're going to be parents, we're going to, we're going to follow through, yeah, like, we're going to be excellent parents, like, whatever it is, it might not look like this, but we're going to figure it out, like, face value sucks, but, like, I, right, it's time to kick this a thousandfold in gear. And, and that's, that's like maybe like the fire that you needed. Mm-hmm. That's ex- that's exactly what the it's fire the match. was. Oh, yeah. Yo, it, it <laughs> set everything ablaze, and, and. And we just had that conversation, everything. He was about to have his kid. Um, and and he was about to have his, his first daughter. And it was it was wild. Like we shared, and that's why he called me. He was like, yo, bro, what do you think? And I cried. He's like, yo, I'm not giving you a guarantee. I'm not, I'm not telling you this might be, you know what I mean? But yo, let's just see. And yo, I was there for three years. And up to this point, up to up to Rona, I was on tour. Like I've been to I've been to crazy places. I've been to places I've never heard before, places I've never seen on a map. I've been involved. I've met people. I've like the way that things, the, the way that things are taken. Then to get to get to the spiritual part again, right before, right before I was offered the permanent job, we were praying and someone came to me and said, yo, like didn't know anything and said, yo, um, again, your music, like, your your story is going to change a lot of people's lives and it's going to inspire a lot of people. But you have to make sure that you're aligned with what God wants you to what do God always. To do. And and like, yo, speaking exact words though, it wasn't like, it was like, you're going to be in arenas. You're going to be in places that you've never experienced before. And it's because God is opening those doors. Use it responsibly and and be inspired. And I got that permanent job. And I still was like, maybe that's the vision. And then when I saw that I was in those arenas, when I saw the permanent job, and I was just like, this is legit happening. And I cried. I'm an emotional person now. (laughs) But I I cried because I was just like, yo, God, this is really happening. Like all of this stuff that I was frustrated for happened, but it was my ups and downs. The most important part to me was when I was able to get in an arena in Orlando and I brought my father over. Um, and I just, I showed him, like, I showed him the, the concert and I brought him backstage. I showed him everything. And the, the, the most emotional part to me was being able to look at him, grab him and tell him, yo, you did this. Like you and mom did this. And I want to thank you because you made my dream come true. Yo, he cried. And yeah. it was just like, yo, like, I think that's the most rewarding moment as a parent. It's like a full circle moment. To see like, yeah. yo, your, your kid's flying. Like, yeah, it took a long, it took a long time. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, and it's one of those things, like, 
I, I didn't have it all together. I needed to figure it out. It took me until I was 27 to figure it out. It took me until I was about to have a kid to, to figure it out, but better late than never. And then Corona happens. Yeah. And this year, like we had a line, we had a stacked year. I wasn't supposed to open up a studio. I was not. This year was supposed to be the year for me to save up, you know, for, for a crib, for me to get my, my expenses right, for me to get equipment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, now I'm getting right. Like, everything is good. And the year was like, yo, we're supposed to go to Italy. We're supposed to go to Australia. We're supposed to go to all these places. Like, it was supposed to be so dope. And then Rona happens, and it's just like, hard stop. What are we going to do? And it's like, yo, I was recording out of my bedroom. I was recording, like I said, I was recording out of a 10 by 10 room. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people will come and they're like, yo, this is cozy, but I can't, this isn't professional. I'm recording people, like I have to tell people to shut up or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just weird still when you're trying to bring a higher level client or you're trying to bring clientele that is willing to pay what you want. Yeah. But it's like your, your crib is kind of informal. And there's no disrespect to anybody that's doing it because I was doing it for a very, very long time and I was getting it done. But like, the the fact of the matter is, uh, unfortunately, um, looks are everything and perception is everything. So in being a, in a facility like this, people are already like, oh no, they're serious. You know what I mean? Like if it's your crib, people are like, they're more, they're like, oh, I, I don't have to really take you serious. Yeah. And I don't understand that thought process because it's like, yo, if you're still working, there's people that are working out of their cribs that don't need a studio and that are making way more than anybody that owns a studio and that have way more accolades and anything like that. There's people that I know that have Grammys, everything that, yo, you'd, yeah. you'd look at their setup and you'd be like, what? <laughs> like, yo, like, like they don't have a lot of stuff, yeah. but it's, it's not the tool, it's... The, the person was wielding the tool. And um but I was trying to I was trying to go for a specific thing. And obviously, if I'm in an apartment, I can't be making mad noise with a drum set at whatever time I want. And musicians are very, very sporadic with their times. Like they're weird. They're night owls. Yeah, so, like the creativity probably is not flowing. You know they'll start at two, three o'clock in the morning. They'll yeah. want to start at that time. You know what I mean? And you can't you can't be making noise like that. You'll get kicked out. So it was just like, yo, like, what am I going to do? Everything is closed down. They said for the rest of the year, they already told us, the media for the rest of the year, we're done until 2021. Like, don't expect a concert. Don't expect nothing. And I was just like, yo, what am I going to do? I have a little bit of money left. Um, What am I going to do? So I was just like, this is the scariest thing because I was like, I've always wanted a studio. I've dreamt of it. I was like, one day it'll happen. And I would always tell my friends, yo, one day it'll happen. It'll happen. You know, I'm okay with whatever. And I was in Jersey City at the time. And um, we almost got broken into, like, in Jersey City. Like, we went, we were about to go to Oregon. And I guess somebody was watching us. And when we came back, it was literally just to do a run. Like, to get something. I think it was, like, to go to Walgreens. We came back, the door was, the door handle was already, like, loose. It's like, I guess they must have ran up or something. trying to take all your equipment. As and well. it was crazy, because it was, like, my life's worth of investment. And, um... I remember we moved into the spot. We moved into the spot in August. And um, we moved out of that spot in December. Four months. It was crazy because that girl was like gunshots. Like it was, we were in the hood. We were in the hood. And um, I was was like thinking like, yo, we can't raise a kid. We can't raise a kid in this environment. Like I can't allow, I can't allow kids to think that it's normal to, to be in in 
in defense mode all of their all lives. All the time, yeah. Like, yo, like, it's cool. Yeah, I have this awesome job. I'm traveling. But what, what good is it if I can't offer, you know, like, offer the best? My parents did it, so why can't I? So we moved and, yo, we moved to, to Hackensack. We moved here. And, yo, we had no nothing lined up. I had no idea where I was going to move and stuff. I just knew, yo, I can't, I can't live where I work. That's all it was. So we just moved into the spot. We found the spot within a week. We moved everything within a week. Everything in a week, yo. It took, we packed up. Everything was crazy. It was so hectic. I'm literally, I'm talking about like months ago. This was yeah. literally this year. It was, <laughs> it was like this time this year that it happened. And um, it was wild. Uh, I had everything in storage. All of my equipment in storage. And I was just like, damn, I'm not going to be able to work. And um, I found the lease for a spot. And uh, everyone, the minute that I called, the minute that I called uh, any spot, they were just like, no, recording studio? Hell no. Hell no. Hang up the phone. Recording studio? Hell no. Because there's a stigma. The the lifestyle, you know, they thought drugs. They thought loud music. They thought people being rude. They thought, you know, they thought everything. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. And um, I I found this spot. And uh, I just told them, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a recording studio. I'm going to be low-key. I'm going to come in after hours. I told them I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to keep the place clean. I'm going to add value to your to your property. And and I think just the way that I expressed myself and carried myself, the person that was, like, interviewing me, quote-unquote, she looked and she was just like, fuck it. Let's do it. And she gave me an opportunity. That was a golden opportunity. And I'm, I thank God for that opportunity. And we opened up during COVID. And that was the most scary part because... I think that's the most... That's the biggest leap of faith. Yo, because it's crazy. <laughs> it was because like, yo, Because your father, open. you moved to no. another area of Jersey. You got COVID. Everybody in COVID, the first thing I would hear is, got to save your money. Assets. Assets. What are your assets? As, what are your assets? Or you got to save your money because look, people are getting laid off. Like you mm-hmm. got to be smart. Savings, 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 yep. savings. And like for you to like... Yo... What's, what's I'm gonna like, get a studio. I'm gonna I'm gonna lease a studio space. We thought that this was gonna be over by the end of the year. No, this is a thing that's gonna pass. Quarantine by November, we should be good. They postponed everything. I saw everything on the calendar. I was like, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Yo, come summertime, it's back up. You know, what I mean, you know, they were speculating, yo, when when it's hot, you know, it's gonna be it's over. It's gonna be because, over. Yeah. Everybody nope. thought like come June. Nope. Nope. And we had to survive and. It it really took. This is where where it became reality. It was just like, okay, you you went on tour, you did all of those things, you you learned so much, you've networked so much, and you've had all of these grateful opportunities and learned from people that are so inspiring. Okay, what are you gonna do now? He's like, all right, so what's up? I took all of that from you. What are you gonna do now? Are you gonna be a victim of circumstance mm-hmm. and and just give up and fall back and or are you going to live your passion? Now is the reality. Now the rubber meets the road. How much do you really love? How much do you really love what you do? Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, and how, how far are you willing to go? And, to, yo, to, live, to live your purpose. To live, to pull it through. You know what I mean? And every month. Every month has been an adventure. Every month has been an adventure. Because we don't know how we're going to pay for the bills. We don't. I'd be lying to you if I told you that. Like... Yo, every month is an adventure. It's just like, yo, faltan, yo, we're missing $500. Literally $500. Oh, 
Oh, yo, we got a phone call. Like two days before the run is due. Oh, snap, how much is it? Literally $500. And it pays everything. And it's just like those opportunities come and it's not, you can't take those things for granted. You can't take those. It's it's divine. But you have to believe. It's a breadcrumb trail, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see, you know, like you, you're going up the stairs and you're going up the stairs and maybe the, the stairs that you're going up to, you're going up the mountain. But you don't see what's going on because everything is foggy. All you see is the couple stairs that are in front of you. And you can't see. Sometimes you see what's behind you. Sometimes the fog clears up and you can only see what's behind you. Sometimes maybe you could see the top of the the, the pinnacle of the, you know, the, the peak of the, the mountain. And you're like, okay, that's the vision. Okay, that's what I need to keep my eyes focused on. But it's been an adventure. But I would, I, I say this with, with Brian, I would gladly... I would gladly do this over and over again. Even if to say like, even if to say, yo, we, we didn't make it next year. God forbid, but let's just say like, yo, we didn't make it next year. Like just the adventures, the experiences, the people that we've met, the the moments that we've captured, like to me, that's that's so important. It's not money. It's not money. Like to me, it's, again, it's personal. And and to, to, to be with someone like you, this is personal to you. You know what I mean? Like to to be with someone that decides to open their their heart, their mind, their their creativity, their passion out and ex- extend and expand and share. Like creatives are very we're we're weird people. We're passionate, we're emotional, but we're weird people because we're protective about our stuff and there's weird things that make us tick and and move. And the uh, I've experienced just people opening up and saying like, yo, I feel so comfortable or this is so awesome. And those things are the most rewarding. And uh, so it's like, yo, we're independent people. We don't have a venue now. We don't have anywhere. How can I help these people? And I think that's the thing that's carried us through is that moral that we're going to make it. We're in this together. We're rooted, right? Yeah, you're rooted. And it's like you, you, you have that uh, community, yeah. you're, you're, that sense of community that you're trying to put back. Um, out there into the world because like I think nowadays everything is for yourself it's a it's a self mentality and um you know not to say that you know at the end of the day you gotta also be secure within what you do but I I love that what you're putting out there is this sense of community where one way or another like you said every month is an adventure but somehow you get taken care of and like you said, it's divine. And I believe in that. I, I believe in that, you know, God really sees and 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 knows our hearts more than anybody. Straight and up. when he sees, you know, that intention that you that you're trying because I really, you know, a lot of people don't believe that, but I, I, I really do believe in that we need each other. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like I remember speaking to you one time and I was like, you know, I wanted to touch on the spirituality. I wanted to touch on the spirituality because I feel like we're so jaded. Like this world is just so jaded. And it's like the moment that you even speak on that, if you're even going to like align yourself with what your your services, what you're, where, you, where you're trying to provide to the world and you put that in line with God, sometimes you, you'll get the... Oh, yeah. 
you get the 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 real stiff arm yeah. like nah 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 you know I want to record you know I'm into That's music right. but I'm not trying to do none of that God stuff like I'm not trying to and that just goes with a lot of things you know not only right. not only with music I'm just talking about the moment that you say like listen I'm walking within my purpose and I know that I'm meant for something and like I feel it I feel yeah. it in my spirit and it's a spiritual thing mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's in your soul oh yeah um people right away they want to be like close-minded because that that to them is so far-fetched it's like a fairy tale it's not real that's true got what i'm saying but it's, it's because again it's it's kind of it's kind of those those moments where we look at god as something in the clouds or look at god as something like okay we send a request like we send god an email oh, i'm praying for it maybe he'll respond sometimes he does sometimes he doesn't you know what i mean like it's it's not that it's more of a personal thing and I think the the thread that I've realized throughout my years, as I've gotten older, is trust. Mm -hmm. It's trust in your purpose, trust in in what you believe in, trust in yourself. Yo, if you really do believe in what you do and you think that you're dope, sometimes you have, you, you have to remind yourself, like, yo, I does this. And it's hard because sometimes you gotta talk that shit. You know what I mean? Like you got you have to, yeah. you have to remind yourself, like, yo, I does this. But it's it's you know what I mean? Like it's it's weird because sometimes you gotta hype yourself up, but one of those things is like we look at God as so impersonal when God is so much more than that. It's, it's about, you know, he's walking everywhere. Like he knows every moment, every moment, every moment. And and that's that's the thing that's led me to here. It's because of those those little moments where people would think it's intuition. Mm -hmm. People would think it's a coincidence. People would think, you know, it's divine. Whatever. Okay, yeah, it's divine, but it's literally your 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 soul. It's it's God talking to you, mm. pulling your ear, and if you're listening and you're in tune, like He'll put you in line with the people that you need to meet. And like I said before, it's like a, a word that somebody could tell you, something that that could change your life. Like there's there's, I, I'm I don't think the people that have inspired me realize how much, like how how immense, how big their role is in, in my life. And in your journey and story. They have no idea. Because I feel like we also kind of mistake um, certain things that happen in our lives. Like, we, 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 we don't understand that it can be, like you said, just a person saying something to you. Something that triggers something within you, a mm -hmm. spark. And it can literally shift where mm -hmm. you thought you was going. It becomes a, it's the butterfly effect. Yeah, right? a butterfly effect. And it's yeah. like people underestimate that yeah. sometimes. I feel like they overlook it sometimes. So I speak to a lot of people that, um, like I said, once again, they feel stuck. Mm. They they're in, they're in the middle of the the crossroads where it's like it can make a break. You either make the decision to stick to what you're doing because it's what's safe, or you make that decision um, where you know that this is what you were intended to do what you were intended to do, but it's probably not giving you the sense of security, the monetary value that yeah. it takes to survive. Yeah. But they also ignore, like, the little signs. Yeah. They ignore, like, uh, a person just speaking to you, like... We're, we're connected, like, exactly what it is. Like, yo, I... I might not ever see you. I might... I might not ever see you again, but if our interaction did something that that changed your course, that 
change somebody else's. What did Tupac say? Mm-hmm. I had the book. He was just like, yo, I just want to spark be. the mind of somebody. Yeah. And that's, that's your intention. I might not change the world, but I, I might change gonna, the person. I must spark the mind that might change the world. And that's fine. And that's important. And that's facts. And why can't we dream like that? But I think the thing is that people are like, no, nah, but you got to be realistic. You got to be realistic. Well, but what is what is realistic? Why why is it that these dreamers are... Why is it that we we look at these dreamers and we're so inspired by them? Why is it that we look at Martin Luther King? Why is it that we look at these people like Muhammad Ali? Why is it that we look at like uh, Kaepernick? Why is it that we look at people... You know what I mean? Like, And it's to me, it's like, why do we look at these people and then we don't see ourselves in them? I've always always ask that question. And you Why? know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Is that people come to me and they, they're they like, yo, it's so dope that you're doing that. I wish I could do that. And I'm like, yo, I guarantee, I guarantee you would run laps around me. And I'm not saying it to, to you know, to hype anybody up, but it's honest. Like, my work ethic, I'm working on it. My communication skills, I'm working on it. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not designed to be the social media guru Mm -hmm. I don't like being in the cut like you said I don't like I don't like exposing everything I have to do it and I have to get uncomfortable and that's what's gonna make me walk in a room and you know what I mean like now I have that confidence I could walk to anybody and be like oh you need that and I'm not gonna get starstruck oh this person has this bro okay whatever what do you want what what idea do you have in your head my job is to pull that out of your head and you called me in this room and I've had to I've had to tell myself I had to I had to remind myself because people have reminded me. My mentors have done an amazing job at doing that. And that's why I think that having a network of people that love you and that will tell you the truth, even when you don't want to hear it, is important. Because they'll look at you and they'll be like, bro, you're in this room. You're qualified. If you're called to this room, it's because you have something to give. And that's important. Yo, that's crazy. Those people that have motivated me to do what it is that I want to do, and I'm pretty sure that you can probably say the same, have instilled in me how important it is for you to do that for others. Oh, that is facts. When you get blessed, yeah. the coolest thing that uh, that my boy Brian's, his mom said just recently, she was like, yo, I have no doubt that you guys are going to be, that you guys are going to be great. And I have no doubt you guys are going to be going through growing pains. She was like, yo, it's going to be a train. There's going to be people that are going to come in. There's going to be people that are going to leave. There's going to be people that are going to stick from day one to the end. There's going to be people that are just going to be silent watching. Like, she named everything. And I'm just like, yo, it's crazy how in a couple months you've named everything. But she's like, the most important thing that you got to do is when you get blessed, look around and bless somebody right mm-hmm. away. That's contagious. It's that paying it forward. That oh, it's yeah. It's just like... Yo, you get blessed. Yo, yeah. pay that, pay that. You know what I mean? Like, yo, that's that's that whole thing. You know, when people are paying each other's tolls or when people pay for each other's coffee. Yeah. Yo, that moment, you're like, for real? Seriously. It's like, yo, that's dope. Yo, and that just that one little moment, you don't know if that person was at was having a horrible at their day. With end, like sometimes people are like at a breaking point. Oh yeah, and like just that one act of kindness or that one motivational phrase, even just a smile, like yeah. it can just transform someone else's just whole outlook in life. Yo, I've had people, you know, I'm big on motivational quotes and you know, how bad do you want? And I've had people literally um, text me and tell me like, yo, I was considering killing myself. Yeah. And this is something that I needed to read and I'm not taking credit I don't want to take credit for that. And I don't, that's not me. It's just, 
I felt inspired to to post it, and that was for that person. You know what I mean? And and that's why that's why we need to be in tune with we need to be in tune with our purpose. How important do you think that is about 100%. people on you know on Earth? We're born, and I feel like we've been programmed um, to be like little soldiers. Mm-hmm. And cookie cutter, um, it's yeah, cookie cutter. very yeah. cookie cutter. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. So in order to like break that that mold and that cycle, which I which I think that we're gonna get there mm-hmm. one day, yeah. <laughs> because you have you know people like yourself, you know, you have your kid, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that you're gonna oh. do everything possible to to. He wants to be an astronaut. He's gonna be an astronaut. Exactly, and it's like myself as the, as a mother with my kid. He tells me he wants to play ball. Like oh, LeBron James. What's up? I don't. I don't. I don't. Nothing that my mother could have even possibly said to me back then is what I say to my kid. It's like, how are we gonna do it? How are we gonna get there? Yeah. Rightfully so. Like you said, they come from a generation where like their biggest risk was to get here, right? Yeah, to get to New York. They had to, to play get... safe. But now she's super supportive with everything that I do, right? Like wow. at least in my thirties, she's she's they they start seeing it. They see yeah. that you're you'll make it work. Yeah. You're gonna you you're gonna learn how to how to how to make it work. Right. Um. But people don't see that. You gotta understand what are you here for. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. People don't ask themselves that. Um, like you said, somebody asked you, "Who are you?" Yo, people I don't smack. <laughs> people don't ask themselves that. Mm-mm. Like, like I said, we're born to be these little soldiers. We go to school. You gotta graduate. You gotta get a good job. With that good job, you gotta get yourself, you know, nice crib, car. The status. Is meet, everything a status? Yeah. Meet your significant other, have children, procreate, and then you the, the cycle mm-hmm. continues. Right. But very few of us peep game and, and are fortunate to be raised. Like, I think that was such an integral part in your life where, you know, you had your parents instill that in you, how important it is to be spiritual. I right. had that growing up. My mother was very big on that you know mm. regardless of what are the channels and the avenues it is that we take to get there but yeah. just having that seed planted in your soul you know makes a world of a difference because you really do start thinking about life in another way right. and I do feel that it's like I don't want to call it the blessing and the curse because sometimes I feel that way but I don't feel that I'm right in saying that but it's the reason why you can't just like be pigeonholed to a nine-to-five job without nope. feeling like but wait, why am I doing this? What purpose is this for? Like you automatically start thinking about what is your purpose in life. And I feel like if there was more of us Mm -hmm. thinking that way, like how amazing that would be. That's what it is. It's like people, people look at my stories or people look at like what I do. And I'm like, yo, I really do love what I do. You have to really love what you do. I told you when I texted you earlier, I was just like, yo, I have a 12 hour day today. You see me in these comfy clothes It's because... I, I don't even care what I look like anymore. I yeah. just want to make sure, like, I'm going to be welcoming. Like, my morale is more important than what I look like. And, yeah, I, I got frustrated. You know, I went through my process. I went through my thing. And, um, but now I'm getting, to, I'm getting to do what I love. So what was taken from me, I've gotten back a hundredfold. Yeah. Take that. It's cool. You can hold that. And that's you know what, what I mean? we need to also, like, understand. Like, sometimes we're, there's going to be adversity. Oh, yeah. There has to be. But that doesn't mean that 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 the answer is that you don't. The end result is not coming, or around. it's 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 about. Is that the victory would not taste? 
it it wouldn't have flavor. It wouldn't taste good if 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 you didn't have a struggle. If it was handed to you, then you would just expect if and I was just talking about this with somebody else that's starting a business too. Um if if it's handed to you, something goes wrong, you're gonna wait for a handout. But if yeah. you build it, you're gonna be like, yo, I've been here before. The, so this, this ain't nothing new. The cloud is gonna pass. Yeah. We'll be all right. We just gotta we just gotta see it through. So to sum this up a bit. Oh yeah, because we we want him. <laughs> we want him. <laughs> to sum this up a bit, to those people listening, like I like I started the episode, to those people that feel um stuck, mm. to those people that um are at that point in their life where they're like, you know. What am I gonna do? What's the what's the decision that I'm gonna make? Mm. Um, I know I'm not like even it's affecting my mental like it's the mental health it aspect of it because you know you're supposed to be doing something else. Oh yeah, but you continue to say that's not feasible. That's that's mm-hmm. that's like something that you can attainable, like you said, it's yeah. not tangible. Right. To those people, what do you say to those people? In the in the position that you're in right now. Like you're able to Oof. look, you're able to look some somewhat in hindsight now, you know. If I was to be able to talk to myself, um, earlier, which I'd be talking to everyone right now. It's if they are going through something like that, um, I would say be patient, um, be forgiving. So don't be so hard on yourself when things don't go the right way. Maybe a door closes as another door that's opening. Maybe the doors are closing for you to find the window to jump into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe you gotta, maybe you gotta do that just to to prove yourself that you can get through those hurdles. Um, but get out of your own way would be the would be the biggest thing. If mm-hmm. someone else could do it, um, you could do it too, because I, I strongly believe this. And it it took me a while because I was preaching it. But right, you I wasn't believing practicing. it. I wasn't believing it, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest. I, I spent twenty seven years of my life thinking, "Yo, but but God is good. God is gonna give you this. God is giving you that." And God, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not gonna say like in in those twenty seven years, I've never done anything. You know, I'm thirty one now. I'm not gonna say like, "Yo, like it, it's been amazing. All of these things have been amazing." It's just I didn't get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was a little kid. I was being a brat mm-hmm. in hindsight, but it's just like, yo, if it's really meant for you. Just get out of your own way and and don't doubt yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in, in how dope you are. Because if if you're able to put a, a, a battery in somebody's back and and encourage them and do all that, and people are telling you, yo, you got this, like you have something. You have to believe it. If you don't believe it, there's a there's a book. What's what's your why? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? No, I haven't. Big shout out to that book because that book is really crazy. I remember you mentioning it before. But it's like it's like yo, like how could I? I feel like the reason why we exist and we're surviving during this pandemic because it's hard. People are not paying money. People can't pay money. That's why you know people are paying because they relate. You know they relate to my why. Mm-hmm. This wasn't handed to me. You know, so they're like, yo, you're struggling for it. You're working for it. You want it. So I relate to that, you know, and and what's my why? I have to figure out what my why is. My why right now, my biggest why is is the kids. Mm-hmm. What am I going to, what am I going to show them? What, what did, 
and I know you can relate to this. What did our parents do? What were the sacrifices that they made? Again, I'm first generation, right? I'm first generation, born here, born in Harlem, St. Luke's. You know, my parents thought, yo, we're going to give this kid, we're going to give this kid a better life. You know, we came from Aswa and DR. You know what I mean? We came from the capital in DR. What? There's a better life. They risked everything. There was family. There was financial security. They didn't know how they were going to make it. What could I do to pay them back? Yeah. What could I do to pay them back? What could I do to, to make sure that I, that, that this is not in vain, that their efforts are not in vain? I got to find what I love. Because what did my father do? My father is an appliance technician. Right? My father's an appliance technician and he's really, really, really freaking good at it. Like he is a troubleshooter and I got that from him. My mom is also a troubleshooter. I got that from them. When there's craziness going on, they're like, don't worry about it. We're gonna figure this out. Let's make a phone call. We got this. I figured it out from them. But I'm pretty sure if you ask my father, what do you want to be or what did you want to be? He wouldn't want to be an appliance technician. He'll give you another answer. But like, yo, I probably wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Like, so what are the sacrifices that he made? How did he lay himself down for me? Mm-hmm. So I remember that. That's a responsibility that I got to carry. And maybe that's something that, you know what I mean? Like that, that we got to be honest with each other about. You know what I mean, maybe our, our parents aren't around. I have friends that their parents really weren't around. And it's like, okay, well, maybe that doesn't apply to me. You know, it's, it's easy for you to say when you have uh, uh, people around. Like, yeah, stuff, it's easy. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. All right. But that's why I have people that don't have their fathers around. And they're excellent fathers. Excellent fathers. They're, they're excellent businessmen. They're excellent. But why? Because they said, yo, it, it, the sacrifices... It, whatever the sacrifice is yo me not spending time with my father but I'm not gonna allow that to continue mm-hmm. I need to I need to be passionate enough about this I need to love this I need to love myself because that's what it is it's loving yourself to know that you are worthy of the opportunities and that you are dignified yeah that like you're dignified you that you could do it mm-hmm. because that's what it is we get in our own heads and we're like nah it, when I when, when I was about to have my son, I was just like, am I going to be a good father? I'm not ready yet. I need to have this. I need to have that. I need to have this. Yo, you see the relationship that, my, that I have with my son? You, yo, like, I'll kill anybody for my son. That's, 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 my, that's my light. Mm-hmm. He is my light. You know what I mean? And I have, I've, it's funny, this journey is just renewed purpose, renewed purpose, renewed purpose. And it's just, you know, like, like just honing in on what it is. And and that's what I would tell somebody is just, yo, don't get in your way and don't be a victim of circumstance. Don't let money be an issue. Don't let um, don't let yourself, your excuses, even your friends, because I had to cut off people. I had yeah, to cut off people because they're like, like, they're toxic. They're like, oh, pero que se cree? You know, they think that this is. They, no. Yo, why is it that the person that made the, that invented the pool noodle has that much money? Because he invented it. Somebody probably was like, yo, you're wildin'. Yeah, but he's wilding in a mansion somewhere right now. But he made a pool noodle. You know what I mean? Like, And it's so important, like, who you let into your circle. Oh, yeah. Who you are. Be protective of that. Always. Also, who you're aligning yourself with. Mm-hmm. Like, like-minded individuals to some capacity. Because not everybody's going to think the same as you. Oh, yeah. But maybe there's something that you're lacking. That mm-hmm. somebody else, like you said, like your mentors that were around you. Oh, yeah. It's like feeding 
that feeding mm. what it is that you see yourself doing mm-hmm. as opposed to like you said being around people that don't see the vision that want to be you know pigeonholed and want to be stuck in their own ways and they want to put all those doubts and insecurities onto you where Projecting it's like it's head. it's super important like who it is that you associate yourself with oh yeah and like people really don't see the value in that like how important that is bro when when you what's the saying Dominican say uh, when you hang around with dogs, you get fleas. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like, watch the dogs that you hanging around with. Because those people are either going to be, I know that they say your circle is the thing that determines. And you're like, blah, blah, blah. And your parents are like, blah, blah, and you're like, whatever, you don't understand. I make my own choices. I'm but they're right. Yeah, they they're are. right. Because if everybody's motivated in your circle, they're like, yo, you slacking? Or yo, I feel that you're off. That's the best thing to have. I think that's one of the hardest... Um things that I've actually had to put into practice. That's facts. Um, is because, like I said, in my circle, I've always thought myself to be t- um, the person that's going to tell you you can do it. Yeah. But I never had that same thing in return. I never really had um, people... I've always felt like they've thought of my ideas as far-fetched right. or like she's too much. Yeah. I've, I've been in the too much uh, category all my life. And is that they're thinking too little? So then it's had to make me be brave mm-hmm. in being stepping out and being on my own. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like uh, this journey has been a lonely one. Yeah. Um, but I found other people along the way. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I promise you, it's like gifts from God. Like just strangers. Where it's like, yo, I feel more connected to you than than I have ever with my, with my immediate circle that I grew up with. That's because it's like... They get it, mm-hmm. and they like made me see like I can I I can do it. You know what I mean? People look at the the biggest mistake that people can make is look at someone and think that they know them. Yo, I look at it like I'm well. I'm 31, right? I look at it like yo, I lived this, I did this, and I I just recently had to do this. I'm just like yo, I'm not just an engineer. I'm mm-hmm. a creative. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a musician. I'm a creative. I do this. I I'm much more than what I'm. I'm putting myself in a box. I could be a painter if I wanted to. It's limitless. I could do whatever. Like, we're limitless. limitless. But the biggest mistake that we that we make as human beings is look at someone and say, "Well, I know that person. That person is gonna amount to nothing, or that person. I already know that person's habits or whatever." No, you don't know what that person's capable of until, yo, the minute that they find something that they really love, you have no idea. There's people that I know that have become political activists. Like, but I'm talking about like huge, monumental. Yeah, you can't just assume that you, they're going to stay the same. But it's like, yo, it's what's like, the opportunity? What's the thing that What's the thing that makes them feel, yo, I'm alive? What did it take for me? It took me crashing and burning a lot for me to be like, yo, okay, now this is really what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, I thought I was going to be an IT guy. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to the IT guys because we need them. But you know what I mean? Like, I really I really thought we that really I was going to be... need them. You know, I thought <laughs> I was going to be an IT guy. I was just like, yo, this is what... I love technology and it's what it is. But am I passionate about it? Do I love it? No. You know what I mean? I had to, I had to get out of my own way. I was just like, yo, if you really believe in this, then... So that's, that's what I would tell everybody that's, that's in a position like that. Like, yo, the... If you have a vision, if you have a dream, just go for it and and work work every day, even if it's small work, increments. Work towards it. Mm-hmm. That's something that I'm learning. Like like you said, small increments. Like sometimes we feel like, okay, the dream is big, 
you know it's like opening my company but mm-hmm. i don't have the the money to back it up or something like that it's something as simple as like you know going online and just making the name for it and yeah. and starting that llc whatever it is like right. increments of change is still change mm-hmm. and that's something that i that that's the hard lesson that i've been having for the past 2 years right. is that it seemed fake to me it seemed like i was playing pretend when i first started the podcast mm-hmm. I was playing pretend. Okay. I was, I felt like I was in this like role. Okay. You know, I was acting. Yeah. You know, and I knew in my heart of hearts that this is something I want to do. But I felt like I wasn't embracing it. Yeah. I wasn't, um, I wasn't saying to myself, no, this is, this is what I'm going to do. Like, right. I'm serious about this. Right. Like, it would even be like, I would, even when I would promote it, even, even now, like, mm-hmm. it's like, and I have a podcast. Like I, it, it would go like really low. Like yeah, now you got to be proud of. it. You got to say it with your chest. It's like, and that's been a, yeah. a journey and a learning experience of like small increments of change is still mm-hmm. change. It's still you, you know, making. There's a means to a way. You know what I mean to getting right. there. Um, and I think it's like a lot of us have this mentality of it's all or nothing, mm. and um, a lot of us choose nothing. Right. To be honest, because yeah. it's easier, it's comfortable. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm in that, um, I'm in that, you know, recognizing that it's not nothing. It's okay. Uh, I have this security, this job, this, Mm -hmm. but little by little, I've been tiptoeing my way to like, to get out of of it. And, and, um, banking on myself. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what you need to do, yo. You Banking need to, you on, need to yourself. Bet on, your, <laughs> bet on yourself. Bet on yourself, yo. Who else? Like, if you know, you know what I mean? Like, you got to do it. You you have to. And little by little, it's like you get these these moments of like, yo, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, whether it be somebody that hits me up and is like, yo, I listened to this. Mm-hmm. And you made me feel like yeah. this, that, and the third. And I never thought about it that way, mm-hmm. you know. Even even if it's just that, you know what I mean. But that's that in itself is crazy because, because it's, like, it's a whole it's a whole human being right. that you're impacting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like I know what it feels like to be impacted by somebody. Like mm-hmm. your words that you've said to me in the past, I know what that feels like. It right. literally feels like yo, I didn't think about it that way. He's right. I can mm-hmm. do this. I can do. And it's that that feeling that you put into somebody to make them feel like they can do it. Yeah. That you're making them relate. That's what I'm. That's what I'm striving for. Like I want. I want everybody to feel that. You have authority, right? Exactly. Remember, remember what I was talking about. You have a gift of authority. What you need to do, and this is on podcast, right? Remember mm-hmm. this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you on podcast. I'm talking Coco right here. At least it's good. <laughs> Look, what you got to do, and I'm talking to anybody that can relate to this, because you have authority. You know that when you speak, you speak life into people. Mm-hmm. That's that's a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, to get back into the spiritual we have the power with our tongues to bless or curse people and we don't think about that because you know we just talk bad about people whatever yo we could literally bless we could you could say something or I could say something to you that could literally be a blessing from God that could open a door mm-hmm. you know what I mean like that could just be like yo that's it like this is not going to happen anymore. 
Like that's the authority that I'm talking about. Like, yo, you're feeling depressed. You're you're feeling um anxious. You're feeling yo, like you could have that authority. Why is it that we don't feel like that? Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Coco, I'm telling you, Ellie, right now. I'm telling you, you have that authority. You have to own it. Own it. Because you're passionate about this. Right? 100%. And, like, like, and and like you said, even if it's one person that's listening. If one person is struggling, I don't even know how long this this has gone through. But if one person has, has listened to this throughout the entire thing from front to back to up to here to this point, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And and they feel some change. They feel a shift. They feel something tugging at their heart. Then you did your job. Exactly. And you're living your purpose. And all it is is just, y'all, believe in it. Keep betting on yourself. Keep betting on yourself. And then expand. Continue networking. And then just take bets and take bets. All right. I think this is perfect to end the okay. end the podcast. And um I'm gonna ask this question and I'm asking it to Ronnie now, who's the guest. But Jeez. when I'm asking this question, this is also for whoever's listening, like open ended question. Like really think about it. I think that sometimes we lack reflection. Mm-hmm. And um I think that's uh that's like the 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 beginning steps for us to um, ultimately getting to where we want to be in life is if we um, exercise reflection right. every day. So the question is, how do you feel about the level of impact you're making right now? How do you Jeez. feel about it? I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I know I could be doing more. I it's not that it needs to be on masses and thousands and thousands of people, but I feel like. Exactly like you said, constant reflection, right? I'm trying to improve aspects about myself to be able to be the best version of myself to make the impact that I need to. Not down, not downplaying anything that I've done um, in the past because I know, I know equally people have changed my life as well as I've changed theirs because I've been used as a vessel. I don't take credit for it. But um, I, I feel like I'm not doing enough yet. But I know I'm getting there and I know I will be there. Um, but like it's exactly how you said, it's just reflection, and we talked about it earlier. I have to be socially engaged. I have to communicate. I have to be in the cut. I have to do these things that I'm an extroverted introvert, mm-hmm. and I don't. Same. You know what I mean? Like I like pulling back when I need to, but it's a switch, and I need to be on all the time now. You know what I mean? And it's not, it's not that it's exhausting or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's just I just need to know how to do that. If this is the platform that God is putting me in for now at least. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to embrace it. But how do we how do we get better or good at anything? Is we have to get uncomfortable. Yeah. So th- that's, being comfortable that's with being uncomfortable. So that's, that's definitely where I'm at. I, I feel I feel a series of uncomfortable uh waves that come, but in reflecting, I look at all it's doing is it's just building up to the better version of myself. And that's what I'm happy about. So I know I'm not there yet, mm-hmm. but put a hundred dollars, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, like for yeah, sure, a, I believe it's, it. It's a forever movement. We're yeah. always constantly growing, evolving, and it's just like just always strive to be the best versions of ourselves. When you look at an older person that is like seventy or sixty-five, and you tell them what your age is, what do they tell you? What do they always tell you? They told me I look younger. They're like, oh, you you got so much to go. Yo, it's so yo, you haven't lived life yet. They're and, like, <laughs> yo, that's that's a thing that you gotta start thinking about. It's like, yo, if you're telling me that me at my age right now, I still haven't lived 
life You haven't yet. even peaked. Like, like oh, yeah. hold up. So that's what I look forward to. So it's like, I can't put myself in a box as well as you can't. Yo, learn new things. Try new things. Put yourself out there. Exactly. That's my number one thing. So I'm not there yet, but I know I'm going to stumble across something, someone do something that's going to, you know, it's going to amplify like, what the um, purpose is. I know you feel like you're not there yet, and I totally agree with your answer, and I know why you said it, but I promise you, you have impacted a lot of people. Thank you. Me included. That's why I, like, was pushing you so much to be on it, because I feel like I wanted, you know, other people to be able to have the fortune to actually listen to what you got to say, and it's a blessing. But um, you're not where you want to be, but you're there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we get in there for sure. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's a process. If if we rush it, exactly what we were talking about before, if we rush it, then the the whole part of the journey is to experience everything. You know what I mean? Like when you're going up the mountain, when you're going down the valleys, the peaks, when you see everything. You know what I mean? Like once you're there at the top, it's just like, what's next? That's why all these celebrities go through what they go through. Mm-hmm. Because they're they don't know what they've reached their peak. What are they gonna do? They have the accolades, they have the money, they have Yo, they can snap their fingers and get whatever they want. Mm-hmm. It's, life is boring to them. And that's why they go into these depression stints or, or you know what I mean? It's because of that. Mm-hmm. It's because, yeah, they already have everything. But you asked them what was the best moments. It was when they were hungry. Yep. When they were working for it. When they didn't know what was going to happen. Yo, yo, this. Oh, my gosh. Yo, we got a phone call. Yo, we got this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Yo, yo this person invited us. Yo, we did this. It was, this. It's the come up. It was Everybody, that. Everybody that was the most beautiful thinks part. fond of the come up. You know? No, every, everybody is romanticizes the the end result. Yeah. Not everybody wants to get their hands dirty. You get your hands dirty, it's a different that's a different beast. Alright, so. we're gonna end it there. Then that was good. Hey. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I'm dead. It's the world. There you go. There you go. Because when he said you're uh, I'm yo, a, I'm gonna cut that out yo, too. Yeah, so. wait, now, now I gotta compose myself because I'm like, yo. He straight up cut me off. Oh, I was like, what? Well, not. Well, not. My fault, guys. Uh, if we keep this in the clip, um, I accidentally stopped the recording. I was just saying, I think <laughs> we're going to end it on that thought on your end. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, because ja, Ronnie's like, we're in my studios. No, well, no, me, no, 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 no. Not at let all. me press the record button. We're no, done. no, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. No, I was just going to thank you for being on. Thank you for having me in the studios for 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 recording this episode so professionally. Oh, You're gonna see this. like the loads of difference. <laughs> I um, and I want to say thank you for everybody who has tuned in and for listening. And like I always say, God bless, and I'll catch you in the next one. Facts. Now you could cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're keeping that for sure. <laughs>